goes without saying. Okay, are you ready? What is that? This meeting is being recorded. Right, right. Meeting. <laughs> this meeting. This meeting is being recorded. Okay. Here's your British accent. Yeah. We didn't even make it two seconds and you've already gone into accents. It's what I do best. That's all I got. All right, ready? I'm so, so excited for this intro. Okay. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the A Ghost Without Saying podcast. It is your host, Cass, here. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I have a wonderful guest. He's a part-time student, a karaoke enthusiast, professional kitchen dancer, and stand-up comedian. He looks like a Ken, but has the heart of an Allen. He's all the way from Auckland, New Zealand. It's Oliver Mills. It's <laughs> the nicest thing anyone said to me all week. Thank you so much. Was the, was the Ken looked, uh, heart of an Allen, was that the... You thought yeah. that was going to be offensive? Ain't offensive well, at okay, all. Okay, so some guys are getting offended by Ellen, and I'm like, well, obviously you're a Ken. Some guys are offended by the existence of that movie, so let's just They're not listen to those guys. Not the same, yeah. But I was like, perfect. In, in Greta Gerwig, we trust. Literally, if she could just write my life, it'd be fine. <laughs> she could, she could like, she could film actors coughing for an hour and a half, and I'd be like, this is fine. this is cinema. This is perfection and that's this what we needed. Yeah, this was the gap in the market. <laughs> Two seconds in, we're already off topic. This podcast is gonna be all over There's the place. No it's gonna be the best one yet. There's no topic. There can't ever be a topic. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, what we are here to talk about is mental health, depression, anything the wind takes us. Anything, anywhere the wind takes us. Oliver, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So great. Pleasure, Well, I found you. I didn't find you actually. Someone sent me to you, and then I found you after that. But uh, you talk about uh, you do a lot of things on social media, but you talk openly about your mental health struggles. And I how terrifying. It's not terrifying at all. I think it's fabulous, and I think more people need to do it. So, tell me about them. It's a, tell me about, oh God, my, uh, I didn't mean to, to blow up on TikTok. I was, I was, I was singing in the car, sending videos of myself singing in the car to my friends, my, my boys group chat, my Dungeons and Dragons group chat for a whole year. Perfect. Dungeons is the most manly thing about me, by the way. Um, for a whole year, I was, I was sending these videos to my, myself singing in the car. And, uh, one of them said, um, put this on TikTok. And we decided either they blow up or I get no views and both are equally funny. So we'll do that. And uh, and it blew up. And um, like a month and a half in, I had like 150,000 followers. And I posted a couple of videos of myself crying in the car, like singing to songs and crying. Because um, that's the human experience. Like that, I'm doing that without the, without the phone. We, like, oh, and you read the comments. Everyone's like, I do this too. And it's like, yes. We it's talked okay about it yesterday. I said, it's like the top tiers of places to cry is crying in the shower and then crying in the car is like very close second, if not tied for first for exactly. me. Exactly. I, I just haven't filmed any, any of my crying in the shower yet because it's a bit much. It's a bit, it's a little bit much. Are they <laughs> tears or is that more? It's like, why is he, oh, 
what's that? It's the when you when you huddle at the bottom and you look like it's Gollum from Lord of the Rings just huddle at the bottom of the shower, just like sobbing. Yeah, there's, there's nothing aesthetic about that. Just like on the floor, on your hands and knees, like oh. it's not. It doesn't doesn't film well, basically. Um, but no, my 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 mom called me um, after those videos came out, and uh, we're doing really well. And she said, um, she was like, "Are you okay?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm I'm fine." And she said, "Okay, like, just worry about the crying in the car." And I was like, "I'm good. Like, I'm I'm good. That's just what happens. That's a part of everyday life. That's that's just my attempt at existence. Sometimes I'll cry in the car." And mom said, "Okay, I know you're okay now. After this phone call, we're good to go." There are thousands of people online commenting on your videos that don't know that you're okay, that are worried about you. And she was reading the comments. The comments were like, hey, I'm worried about you. Uh, um, this is, you know, this is really upsetting. And not upsetting, but like a lot of like, this is vulnerable, this is great. But yeah, mom was like, they're worried about you and you should let them know that you're okay if you are okay. And so I post a video because um, mom has, like the whole trope of like, mother is never wrong. Not never. even once not even and if she's not right now she will be right in three years with the thing she said today you're just not caught up you just 100%. so just hold on to your mother's words i try and write down everything mom says um <laughs> and she'll be right sometime but if so I, yeah i did a, video. a manual for how to find things when you're looking for them because i'll never be able to find it two seconds in she finds it i used to she used to mom used to get upset at that she'd be like you haven't even looked and i'd be like i've swear to god i've spent the last 30 minutes looking for this thing and yep. she'll be like, it's it's behind you. And I'm like, you put it there. <laughs> it's not good. I post a video of myself talking about um, you know, like I I'm like you might have seen me crying in the car. Um, just want to let everyone know that I'm okay. I have depression. Um, you know, and then I was like, normalize mental health, and it went really well. And I said, like, you know, I'm medicated, like I'm trying to look after myself, I'm doing what I can. Um, normalize mental health. But sometimes I'll cry in the car and that's okay. Like, let's just, let's validate the human experience, validate your emotions. Um, just because I'm crying in the car to some songs that are meant to be sad and honestly meant to be cried to. Exactly. doesn't mean I'm, I'm a completely broken character. I'm exactly. Just, I'm, I'm just doing it. I think that's so true. And I think it's such an important part of depression with it, which is like, or really just like any illness, but like one day you can be fine the next day you might have a little bit of a bad day but that's just literally being human too and so like some days you cry some days you laugh some days you do both at the same time yeah 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 there are days where i will flip back and forth and it's like that doesn't look healthy and i'm like it might not be but this is what i'm going through yep one second jamming out to like one direction and then sobbing to olivia rodrigo and that's how the day goes exactly yeah it's funny the one of the one of the videos i post was like me crying in the car, like bawling. I can't remember what the song was. And then the next video was me like rocking out. And someone commented like the the, the contrast between these two videos <laughs> is perfect. It does. That's that's just that's what it goes like. And if you're looking closely at the second video, you can see the tears like the still tears. on my face. It's perfect. 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 So I'm not to make it interviewee since we're not calling this an interview. No, it's not. I can't interviews. I get reports. We're gonna get casual um so like how'd you find out you had depression dude <laughs> oh god that's brilliant yeah oh no that's a terrible question i uh i, I was 16 i think and uh 
well, that's throwing it back. I was 16. I'm 23 now. So we've been dealing with, with it a while. Wow. The origin. No, I was 16 and I was at school and I was like, I'm hurting really badly. And I don't can't figure this out myself. And something in me went, go to the counselor. I didn't even know what a counselor was. Um, but I luckily went to a counselor and said, like, I'm not good. Like, I'm, and I'm really not good in a way that I don't know how to explain. Um, and the counselor was like, okay. And then we went from there. And then it was um, like, you go down that rabbit hole. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm seriously not good. Um, and then we saw GPs, psychiatrists, psychologists, because it was getting really bad. I got medicated, normalized mental health. Um, I got fluoxetine. I'm on fluoxetine or Prozac. If you're American, I'm on 40 milligrams. Of, I've actually got it tattooed on me somewhere there. Love it. Fluoxetine. All about it. Normalized mental health. Um, yeah, I got that when I was 17, much to my mom's chagrin. But uh, yeah, it was just, I don't know. I felt I was off. And um, fuck, I really was. Yep. And then we got medicated and then just got like a whole team on the on the case of it. That's how it goes. Yeah, I was thinking about it earlier today. Something came up because how the podcast came about, I've had a blog for like the last 11 years and how the blog started was I was super fucking depressed. It was my sophomore year of high school and I had been sick for probably like nine months now and actually no almost a year and softball tryouts were about to start and it was the first year of my life that I was not able to play softball and I was like watching all my friends and I just my sophomore year of high school was spent in my bed in the pitch black because I couldn't have lights on oh god if I could I would put on my little tv and I would just watch any Nicholas Sparks movie that I could possibly find and sob into my body (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like on my side sobbing I love that yeah it was great and yeah. that's I literally I don't remember anything else from sophomore year of high school except for that experience and existence but my sister was like you are really depressed you need to do something and I think talk like writing about it essentially it started as like my diary it was called the Lyme diary and that's how I got started with all of this that's how we are here now but I didn't get medicated for the depression. I got medicated years later for like the anxiety, but it was Lexapro. So it's also for depression. Yeah, but for sure. Life-changing. Life-changing? Life-changing. So glad. <laughs> it's- I'm so glad. Imagine, imagine if medicine worked. Thank God. That's awesome. Yeah. Damn. It's crazy. And then I... Now I've been off Lexapro probably for like four years. I don't take anything anymore, which is not for everyone. Definitely people should be medicated. Good statement. Yeah, great statement. If you need to be medicated. Be medicated. But for me, it ends up like I, I don't really know how I did it, but I did it. And I have my toolkit that I use because I have been in therapy for the past I've been in therapy probably for like 15 years off and on different therapists. Yeah. Same or different. Do you have a, like a set therapist now? So I had different therapists. I was with one. I actually just broke up with my old therapist. It was, 
yeah I didn't tell her like really that I was breaking up with her but I did break up with her I was just like oh I can't come see you for a little while um it's a type of companionship eh? like it's a it's a strange type of companionship yeah and I thought but she um so when I was periodically paralyzed dropping it in I (laughs) background music like uh (laughs) I um I, I start seeing a, spe- a therapist that specialized in conversion disorder. That's what someone said I had, which is essentially your body's way of manifesting anxiety is just like weird shit happens. So like they gave me an example of this woman who like she went blind. They ran all the tests. Nothing was actually wrong with her vision, it, but she could not see anything. And it ended up like once they started treating her more with like anxiety and that kind of stuff, it got better. Yeah. So that's what I was originally like, they couldn't figure out anything else for why I was paralyzed. So they diagnosed me with the conversion disorder. In the end, I really think it was just my Lyme disease stuff. But uh, I think it was a combo from the anxiety and stuff. And then the um, Lyme. But that was when I first got put on Lexapro. And just like, changed the game. I got put on Lexapro and I started medical marijuana at the same time. No way. How'd you find that? uh it's legal here <laughs> are we allowed to talk about it because i'm what? it's not legal I talk here. about it yeah. <laughs> yeah what's it like how did, how did you find it seriously no yeah i uh so i literally you just go and you're like i have anxiety i have depression and they're like sign the thing but um so i started using it because i also didn't sleep i had horrible horrible and so i was like i was like a bat i was like nocturnal so i didn't go to sleep until like four o'clock in the morning And then I would wake up like afternoon sometime and like it just, and then I would just like lay down or sleep all day. And that was really start to realize how like, damn, the sun's quite good for you. Like (laughs) you go outside for a bit. Like I feel better. Probably the sun. It's probably the sun. Vitamin D. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, They've got a word for it. Vitamin D. It's nice. It's good. good. Vitamin D deficiency is real. (laughs) Um, So I started the medical marijuana and I finally started sleeping. Hell yeah. But like real sleep. So I think that's something that like is so just like kind of brushed over is like depression. Everyone talks about you sleep all the time. It's not a restful sleep. At least not for me. Like you don't wake up like, ah, yes, I am invigorated. You wake up and you're like, I just need to sleep more. I'm so tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it's like resting, right? It's like, okay, that was a rest. Oh, no. Yeah, but the sleep one's horrific, eh? Like, even even if you're medicated for sleep, I had sleeping pills for a while just because I wouldn't, I couldn't sleep. Yep. It's sedation. It's not sleep. It's sedation. Exactly. And so you wake up and you, like, it's like coming out of a, out of surgery. Yeah. Um, and you don't feel rested throughout the day, which is... A... Not at all. And then you start using coffee and not, not shading you for drinking the coffee you're literally drinking right now. But... Uh... <laughs> like coffee caffeine and all kinds of things which then you find out are like oh that could be hurting me so I have not had caffeine in three years but I love coffee so I am a decaf girly which is three years congratulations thank you do you go tea I am a tea girl I do matcha I am addicted to matcha lattes I am Spain what do you mean well did you say coffee thing free Okay, no, no, caffeine free, but matcha doesn't have as much caffeine as coffee does. It has, Is that right? yeah, it's I'm like sure. minuscule amounts. And uh, 
at least for me. So if I have a cup of coffee, like caffeinated coffee, the heart palpitations, I cannot breathe. And I'm like shaking all over and everything just gets bad. So the caffeine isn't for me, but I used to be a minimum three cups a day coffee girl, full caffeine. That's my third, I think. Yeah, because I couldn't get through the day because I was just so tired all the time. And it's just... Not not sleeping, waking up, three cups of coffee, existing through a day, not sleeping again. Exactly. You're not seeing the sun. Like, this is a great cycle to to exist in, I think. Really, it's like a wonder how you don't get out of it. (laughs) Just... Exactly, yeah. There's no way you come out of that. And it's it's really hard to. Yeah, and it is hard to. And I think we kind of talked about this earlier when we weren't recording, but um, like people throw out all the, oh, you just need to, you just need to do yoga. You just need to go outside for a little bit. Love that. Yeah, what if I could, uh, but I can't get out of bed today. <laughs> exactly. That was, something I, uh, it was like, yeah, sometimes I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna survive the day. And what uh, my therapist had, one of the, my favorite lines he's ever said, um, I've ever heard in therapy was him saying like so sometimes surviving is enough yep obsessed with that like uh because I used to tell myself off like I haven't done this and this and this and this today um and it's mundane shit but it's like okay what have you done I've brushed my teeth today like I I wasn't able to do that yesterday but I brushed my teeth today well done yep. it's like fuck I'm in the shower today um so I don't stink at least like I'm you know I am clean Fuck, I cleaned my room. Like I'm actually, I'm much better than I thought I was. Yeah, huge. Have you ever heard of the spoon theory? No, I've not. So in the chronic illness world, we um are called spoonies because there's something called the spoon theory. And I always mess up the numbers because I'm not a numbers girly. I'm a communications girly. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so really, I'm shocked. Just, I could, tell, I could tell you weren't numbers. Communications yeah. is good. I kind of offended. <laughs> so um, I it's like you have every morning you're given 12 spoons and different tasks are equivalent to a certain number of spoons. So it's like brushing your teeth is one spoon, like doing the laundry is five spoons or something like that. And you have to like learn. My biggest thing was learning my limits. Like, so I didn't mm. overdo things. And mm. also, so I was not like, making yourself feel bad because brushing your teeth is doing something like even though it feels kind of like society will be like that's the bare minimum no when you're deep dark in the pits of depression literally getting out of bed huge step exactly yeah this is me trying this is yes I, I just unironically quote a Taylor Swift absolutely yeah, don't, don't, don't play with me can we break this down is the me song now yes yeah, <laughs> yeah and end um oh <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes i'll just get out of bed this is like you know my best isn't gonna look like your best nope uh but like this is i'm 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 really giving it my all i'm trying i'm doing what i can and that's all that matters and i think that society like the societal pressures with depression so number one we don't talk about it we see it in like movies or tv shows and it normally is just like there's trash everywhere and it's just kind of like disgusting but also for me it can be like the mask so I'll be like out doing you go out you're doing things and you're smiling you look like you're having fun but like internally you're just like dying. absolutely yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. And like, like you're at a park and sneaking away to the bathroom to just have a breath by yourself. Yep. Okay, yep. I'm okay. I'm doing that. It's like the instantaneous, I could make my face, like you have this and then it just like drops and it's like, whoa. Do you, uh, what, what are your favorite? I, I like, uh, I think, I thought the perks of being a wallflower did, um, did that quite well. The I, ending scenes, especially, um, yes. where he's like freaking out of the room. It's like, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Like, uh, yep. everything's too much. Um, I can't move. I can't do anything. Completely yep. paralyzed. But they did it quite well. I think that was a, I think that movie was just so well done all around. Also the cast, fantastic. Emma Watson can do no wrong. No, she literally oh, she... can't. Dylan O'Brien. Yes. No, not Dylan O'Brien. Yeah. That was Teen Wolf. Who was it? Who's the it main dude? Logan Lerman. Yeah, he killed it. He did a great job. He was good. But we yeah. were talking about um now Dylan O'Brien, Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf with the panic attacks. Mm-hmm. I think it was Styles that had panic attacks. And then Scott, his best friend, was the one who like talked him down from it. I love that. You said yesterday, uh, like you loved that it wasn't like a romantic partner, but like a best friend that talked him out of it. And yeah. Because that. that's, that's also what I think in like a lot of movies and stuff when they talk about depression, it will be kind of like in a romance situation, there'll be like the other, the partner kind of aspect of it. And I think yeah. that can be problematic because. One, if you're depressed and you don't have a partner, it makes you more depressed. You're just fucked. There's no help. Yeah. Like, you're seeing in all these movies, like, he he or she, they made it out of depression with their partner. And you're sitting there alone, like, single, like, I'm fucked then. Like, there's no, I need a partner. Nicholas Sparks in bed one. alone. <laughs> exactly. So, my, um, my best friend and, uh, and flatmate, actually, is um he he's been the one that's been like next to me for a bunch of my panic attacks i don't believe in like like the supernatural but i i kind of believe in him in, yep. in that sense somehow like four times in a row they'd be having these severe panic attacks in my room just like on the floor completely like immobile and he'd come in to tell me something else which was hilarious because he'd open the door and be like dude check this Oh, what's that? what are you? What's going on? And I'd be like, oh, like, like and dying in the corner, and go, oh shit. And then it just sit, and he, uh, and it was good. Like it happened so many times that you, like he, I think he came to learn that, like, fuck, there's actually nothing I can say. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, they, you learn that, like, just your presence is enough. Like, yep. just, just know that you exist there, and I'm here. That's fine. It's I can deal with that. But like. That's the when you're trapped there, you're like, I'm the only person anywhere. And uh, and he came in and just like to have someone near, even to like just like put a shot like arm on their shoulder, like, okay, you exist, I exist. Like we can we can do this. Yeah. I was just watching the summer I turned pretty because I like to think I'm a teenage girl again. And um they were talking about (laughs) they were talking about um depression, and this guy said depression is sitting at the bottom of a deep dark hole and there will be the friends that are trying to pull you out of it but what was most beneficial for me was the friends that got down and sat with me in it and I think Mm. that is so true and when I was in my deepest darkest times 
I had friends that would come over and literally all we would do is they would just sit next to me in my bed while we just both sat and watched a Nicholas Sparks movie. And that was all I needed. Cause like, I was like, I physically, physically, I was too sick to do anything else. And they knew that trying to make me do things would it then, cause then it just makes you feel worse. At least for me, when people are trying to make you Yes. <laughs> it's just like, I physically cannot, but then you also, I feel guilty for not being able to do things. So if you yeah, just sit with me, that's all I need. That's perfect. Yeah. I'm going to do this anyway. Can you just do it with me? Like, can you do that? I'm watching a movie tonight. Can you just come and you don't have to speak. Um, we don't have to talk about anything. Can you just be next to me, please? That'd be great. That'd be great. That'd be great. My uh, love language is touch. And uh, none of my friends are at all. And they just like, <laughs> I have forced them. What? I'm devastated. It I'm really... devastated for you. Your love language is physical touch. Go get a massage. Mm, not the same. No? <laughs> but like, I need the trust and the love. Yeah, I, I need, need the, the I have the weighted blanket that sleeps on me because, yeah, you need that. But uh, they gave me, they gave my first experience with a weighted blanket. Love them, by the way. Uh, was in uh, the mental ward, the Starship mental ward in here in Auckland when I was 16. It was like that. I don't remember a lot from it because I was completely out of mind. But um, they like came in, it was like nine o'clock and they were like, here's this blanket. And I was like, ah, like freaking out. And they like put it on me. It must have been like 20 kilo. I was pretty skinny at this time. And uh, and I remember just being like, oh, oh, that's quite nice. <laughs> just, just pressure. I love that. It's fabulous. I hated it the first time I ever used it. My friend had one, once again, not a numbers girly, so I don't know the conversion here, but it was like 30 pounds and it was so heavy. I was like, I feel suffocated. I cannot breathe. And now I have a 15 pound one and it's perfect. But now I, so I slept so much when I was younger. Sleeping is my like, my prize thing that I do I love just like I I'm really bad at it I'm really bad at sleeping you love it I love it and I have a whole setup and people make fun of me for it but I got two body pillows on each side of me one of them is a memory foam one I got an extra long pillow under the legs a bamboo memory foam pillow behind my head extra long then I got the weighted blanket on top and I hold a on top of me I got the eye mask and pitch black with a fan hitting me this is brilliant. How long does that take to set up? You're like, all right, I'm going to bed like 7.30. You're like, yeah, I got to be in bed by 10. Um, I never it's made my bed. So it's always set up because it would take me too long to do it every day. Just like climb out the top of yeah. the bed. You're like, all right, I'll see you later tonight. Every time yeah. someone comes in, like anytime a friend comes over and we have a slumber party, they're like, this is so nice. And they sleep so much longer than I do because it's like a cave, it's like a bat cave. And I'm like, yes, I protect my sleep the best I can because sleep uh, is the best form of medicine that we got. No matter what oh, illness you got, you're good. Oh, that's gorgeous. Have you read uh, Sleep by no, Breathers Gentleness, Matthew, someone? I think it's called Sleep. It's a good book on sleep. It's a bit nope. scientific. Um, that's good. Next topic. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> I bring something up and then realize like, I actually don't know anything about this. Um, I will I read it. Read... Send me the link. I'm in. Yeah, yeah, I'll send it to you. I think I might have it. I'll send it to you. It's probably underneath your laptop right now. <laughs> yeah, with the setup. Because uh, we decided to 
be standing, right? Um, Power poses. What books do we? We've got The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexandre Dumas, a beautiful hard copper cover that I found in some op shop. The Lies of Locke and the Moor by Scott Lynch. My sister gave that to me for my birthday when I was 17. Selected essays of Gore Vidal, Gore Vidal by Gore Vidal, pretty good. And then what I'm reading at the moment, uh, Cultural Amnesia by Clive James. Phenomenal book, beautiful, books hilarious author. Sound way more intelligent than the books that I have. I read- uh, Just books. They're just books. Romance girly books. Um, but I- oh, What do you- Oh, so right now, I'm, um, hold on, pause. Hell yeah. Okay, so I'm rereading Happy Place. Happy Place by Emily Henry. I'm rereading it. And it is, oh, it made me sob. And like, I, I don't cry, but I did. And I literally, like, when I finished it the first time, I just sat here and just like laid and was just like, oh, wow. I get into a book coma so hard. But that all started when I was deep in like the depression because I, I now realizing it later, so now I'm bringing it way back to what we talked about in the beginning. I'm with a new therapist who specializes internal family system. Well, nope, can't speak. Internal family system family. therapy. Really? So yeah. it, essentially it's, it sounds, I do a lot of what people say, woo-woo or voodoo-y things is what my family calls it. But you know, it works for me. What's, the, what's, what's your star sign? I don't actually know. Dang. I don't do astrology, which is like a big, I'm a Capricorn. That's all I got. Okay. That's fine. All right. As long as you know, I'm a Virgo. You can tell me what it means. <laughs> uh, you think, you'll have to figure that out by yourself. Oh God. Okay. I'll, I'll do some research. <laughs> um, but the internal family systems therapy is essentially like your body, you're made up of different parts of yourself. Like when, so when you say like, oh, like a part of me likes that kind of, it's like, no, you have these different parts and you can get triggered by certain things. And then a different part will show up. I don't feel like I'm like explaining it well, but for me, you mean like, like different personalities, no, not different personalities. It's like, so the other day I was triggered because I was invited to do something and I can't do it. And it's like hanging out with a group of friends. And I was like having a really rough time about it. When I told you that I was crying for two hours, this was why, because I, and then I like was like writing in my journal, trying to figure out, I was like, why is this happening? Why I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. And I figured out it's because when I was in high school and younger, I would get invited to do things and I would have to say no, because I was too sick to go out and do things. And I was just, then the invite stopped coming. And so I realized, yeah. yeah. And so me saying no to this one thing it was like high school Cassidy came to the surface and was like, no, 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 we can't say no because if we say no, they're going to forget about us and we can't do that. like 25 year old Cassidy knows that's irrational. And if I say oh, no to one thing- Forget about us. You're like, you're, you're, you're talking about your teenage self as well. They're going to forget about us. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. No, that makes and, complete sense. And so it's the like- invites, kind of, That's the fear. What? The invites do stop coming. That's the fear. Yeah that you just get forgotten about because that's what like happened to me in high school is I ended up just, it was just me. And like, I had like two friends and that was it because I just could, I just kept saying no because I couldn't go. Cassidy, we'll never forget you. Don't worry. Thank you so much. How could it's recorded. you? You live on in posterity now. We're good to go. There we go. Sold. Don't have to worry about it. Never again. <laughs> but so I realized it's like, 
now I can sit, take a step back. And I was like, why am I getting so worked up about this? It's not that big of a deal. And that's how I realized it was like, they're called protectors, like the different parts. So like my high school self is like a protector. That's like, no, 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 you have to do this. And so then you kind of have to be like, no, like talk to yourself essentially like, Hey, it's actually okay. We're in a different place in our life now. Like, I appreciate you trying to look out for me, but you can rest now. And I got this. I love that. And I love that. That's gorgeous. That did you have you seen all the like uh like there was a trend on TikTok where it was like about the Barbie movie it was uh it was like the, the girl that watched it um yes. or the girl that went to Barbie and then like the, and then it was like a younger version of themselves like the child version of themselves like the, the girl that watched it um I thought I felt that was I thought I think that's beautiful like you, yep. you are like that's what it is you actually are taking yourself back to to a point in time and it's like ooh, okay heal like healing the child self I really yep. Like it's like kind of like inner child work. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's so helpful and so important because like depressive episodes are trauma. Like, and so that's going to stick with you (laughs) and you got it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a memory you have. Like that's what, that's the terrifying thing is like, no, I have the memory of me screaming, crying on the floor. Yep. Uh, it's not a nice memory that was me that went through that that was that was my brain that existed that like that's not a dream it's not something i watched that's something i actually experienced and it's fucking terrifying yep it is and for me it's like not scary to think that like oh the thoughts and things can come back because i just know that now which is how i feel about like all of my illnesses but I just like I'm at a better place that I know how I have like like I said earlier like the tools in place kind of which for me is like putting myself first with like protecting my me time and my me time means I'm very regimented which is probably actually too regimented but like every morning I wake up I have a quick little yoga thing that I do to start my day I drink a lemon ginger tea <laughs> that like brightens my mood and gets me going and I every yoga that's it you just needed yoga and then you were healthy it does make me upset because I shit on people so much that said you need to do yoga and I do yoga and I feel <laughs> and so like, much better it actually does work it I feel really good. does all right you got, a point. you got a point um not that I'm sponsored by Peloton but Peloton has a um shout out Peloton we love you Peloton. thank you for Sponsor existing us. what's what's Peloton is that a real life question yeah I've never heard of it are you actually kidding are you real life no I, I I think I'm real life. Sometimes I'm. <laughs> you don't know what Peloton is? They don't have Peloton in New Zealand. Is it the? Is it the bikes? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was global. Okay, well, so Peloton is like it started off as just bikes, but now they have everything. And um, I do not pay for it. I use other people's. Sorry. Ooh. Who can afford that lifestyle? And uh, mm-hmm. but they have yoga, Peloton yoga, and there's this woman who does Taylor Swift theme classes. And there is a folklore class. We'll do it together. We can do it virtually. It's wonderful. And I just like. Yeah, all right. We can do that. When I'm having a day and I'm just like, I need to just like, I don't know, like get it out of my body somehow. And the crying doesn't happen naturally for me. And so I do the folklore yoga and it just every single time I do shed like at least one tear and like the lady doing it sheds a tear because it's just like that whole album for me is so good. Oh my god, that's a devastating album. And but it's just and you're really album to uh like cycle yoga to. No, I don't I can't imagine how it works. Is it slow? So the I think the 
I think the first thing I've seen of like uh, cycle, like spin classes, I think is what we yeah. call them here. Once they go to spin classes, but um, the only thing I've seen of that is like dubstep. You know, like like it's like heavy, loud, fast. You're like sweating out of every orifice. It's just crazy. So to think like to do like a sad, like a slow sad album, like like it's not the it's not the bike though. It's the yoga. It's so no bike included. No bike included. It's just yoga. So they do other things now besides just bike. So now they do bike. They have running. They have yoga. I think they do weights. But they also do have Taylor Swift bikes. I have done um, when Red re-released. They did yeah, that's, that's one. The, that's what I was if you've got a bike, if you're going to do a spin class to Taylor Swift album, it's probably Red. And you, but it was all too well. And it was like an uphill battle for 10 minutes. And I was like. I mean, that song is an uphill battle. Like, <laughs> It really is. But it's, am I going to listen to all 10 minutes every single time it comes on? Will I take the long way home when I'm driving? to listen to the whole thing yes you've got your, you've got your scarf on like in the class <laughs> and he was tossing me <laughs> fuck the patriarchy like, everyone's screaming it's just too good it's too good um now i just want to have a taylor swift sing-off it's fine but anywho the yoga the folklore yoga it comes out and you just like the movement of i don't know is it hot yoga or, or normal yoga I do it in my apartment, so I make it hot yoga. You make it hot yoga? I just turn off my AC. <laughs> you got your dryers. Just turning every hot stuff. Like, I can, yep, make it as hot as I can. Yeah. <laughs> I am on the exercise topic. It really is such a fucking shame because that's all people tell you is like, you need to move. When doctors used to tell me that and be like, you should go walk. Or my family would be like, come on. Like my sister was a runner. And so she, we laugh about it now because like, she would be like, come on, run with me. And I'd be like, no, like I would like yell at her. No, she wrote, she has my sister's an author. Yeah. My sister's an author and she wrote a book and it's essentially about me and being sick and stuff. And in the book, she included a snippet of that, like our conversation of that. That's like the sister's like, come on, let's go for a run. And the little sister's like, fuck you. No, I'm not getting out of my bed. But now I'm the one that's like, I'm a personal, I'm a personalized, I'm a personal trainer. And I like make other people. You really? Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. I love that. Yeah. So. I had no idea. Doing what? Are you running the folklore? I would. I'm not certified to teach yoga because you have to do thousands of hours of yoga. But if I could, I would. I could lead people through a lifting with yoga. We could run or with yoga, with folklore. I would just go live on TikTok. I'll join. Just go do live on TikTok. Do, do fucking folklore yoga. I mean, it doesn't have to be folklore. Just do Taylor Swift yoga. That'd be brilliant. I'll fucking, I'll join. I'll jump in on that. Sold. I'm in. I'll make it happen brilliant idea well, it's a great time but like moving your body actually does help which sucks because you just like you don't <laughs> yeah it fucking does i am devastated to realize that exercise is good for you like because sometimes it's sore but it's not supposed to be easy like it's a, yeah but it also yeah, is I like think... you go you i was gonna say like walking is enough and i yes yeah absolutely absolutely you just do what you can like fucking hell maybe today you got out of bed that's fine but like maybe you're able to go for a walk get your green minutes in go go stand in the 
in the trees for a bit, touch some grass. You just, and even like walking to your mailbox or something, like that's wonderful, beautiful, but it is really annoying because all the things that people tell you when you are super deep in it to do, they are normally correct. And so once you start doing those things and break that cycle of, I'm just going to stay in bed and cry all day. And hey, you can cry while walking to your mailbox. I have been on walks before when I have just been <laughs> There's this great story to come out of the flat last year. I went through a, a really rough um, breakup that really damaged me. And um, I, I was like, I was still going to the gym. Like I was like maintaining going to the gym, lifting weights because I love it. Like it's, it's nice. Um, and I went to the gym a couple of times with my mates where I was like, and we, we joke about it now, but I was crying. Like I was literally like, I'd sit down, do like heavy sets, or like shoulder, bit, oh, like pushing out. And then I'd stand up and go outside and just be like, <laughs> and then go back in and sit down and like, like bust out the reps. We love laughing about that now. Like it's a, I thought that was, I, I always fucking loved that. Like, I swear this is helping, but I'm still going to cry. Hey, and you got through it. Yeah, sometimes you cry in the gym. <laughs> sometimes you cry in the gym. Hey, uh, my one of my old uh, my friend and I are, our favorite sayings is sometimes bad bitches do cry, and fuck yeah we do. Fuck yeah we do. You are a bad bitch. Own it. <laughs> it's, I, I feel like you can't. I feel like I've done myself a disservice there. I don't know if you can call yourself a bad bitch. Like I'm not sure if I should be like I'm a bad. I feel like that's other people are supposed to say you're a bad bitch, right? Is that the point? I just did call you a bad bitch, so now you can call yourself a bad bitch. So there you go. Oh my God, I'm a bad bitch. Like bad I'm bitch. Just, just what I am. Like I didn't mean to be like this. I just woke up this morning, a bad bitch. So stop playing with it. Exactly. And once you get, and that's the cure to depression, ladies and gentlemen. Wake up every morning and just say, "I'm a bad bitch." Exactly right. Yeah. Oh, you're depressed. No, you're not. You are a bad bitch. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> cure. So how did you cure your depression? I just, uh, someone online told me I was a bad bitch and I was like, fuck, I never thought of that, but I actually am. Um, so I stopped being a depressed bitch and started being a bad bitch. You can be both. I think you can be both. I think I am both. So shout out to depressed bad bitches. Tattoo. New one. Love it. Speaking of on seeing things online, can we talk about social media and how it feeds into the depression but then i also yeah. talk about how it can help the depression because at least that's, that's what i found. yeah please go ahead i just think for me personally i was so i had to miss out on high school and then college i tried to go away to college got extra sick mm-hmm. came home and then i was home for the rest of my college experience i went to like our community college and local college near me and so i lived at home with my parents and my grandparents and um just seeing everyone else living their lives and then I was still like it was like purgatory kind of you're just kind of stuck and like one I was physically stuck because I was paralyzed at times but two I was actually just like I there was nothing for me to do like there was no one really around for me to hang out with if I felt well enough to hang out with people so you just watch things online and you're seeing people hanging out without you you're seeing people getting to go and do these cool things. Like I had so many great plans for my life. I was going to travel every year, every summer break from college. I was going to intern somewhere else and I was going to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And I was going to be you're dating someone. Like and- 
You're like, and you're like, I haven't been to Europe yet. Life is over. I was supposed to go with 17. <laughs> I didn't go at 17. I'll never get there. Yeah, that's how my brain works. <laughs> that's how the brain works. Like it's devastating, isn't it? Yeah. Convincing yourself it's over. It's like you haven't lived a quarter of it. Not even a little bit. And then and hold up. God, you get there. Yeah. That's how it was for me. Just watching other people was pretty shitty. It's it's, yeah. yeah, it's 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 fucking devastating. It's the I mean, you were literally paralyzed. Um, and so it wasn't an option of like, maybe I can just go fake it till I make it yep. at this party. It was, I get, I'm stuck. Like, I'm, I can't get out of bed. Uh, yep. And what, like what we mentioned before, people stop inviting you to things because they think like, they're like, oh, he doesn't want to go. Or she doesn't want to go. And it's like, I mean, no, I'd like to go. I just can't today. Yep. Thank you for the invite. It means the world. So I used to like used to text people and like say like, oh, like thanks for the invite or whatever, like sorry. But I would always apologize so much. And literally you yesterday kept telling me, stop apologizing for being you or like living your life. And I was like, stop apologizing for existence. I can't remember what you did, but you were like, Oh, I'm sorry for this and sorry for that. And I'm like, you're just existing. Uh and it was you're my just accent. being a Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like <laughs> you were like. Oh, like I sometimes I do a British accent. I'm really sorry about it. Like I just want to apologize now for because sometimes I might do a British accent. And I was like, that's not that's of all the things you should apologize for, that doesn't even make the list. Like I'm not even writing that down. As if you were gonna be like, I can't do a British accent, I won't even try, but as if you were gonna be like, say something in a British accent. And then I was gonna be like, that's not that's not right. That's you can't do that. That's rude. Stick to one accent, please. I can't. Once you do other accents, I just get confused. I can't uh, understand you when you speak like that. God. No, but I have um, that's just been like ingrained into my head, like ingrained. I don't know if that's a word, but I would always like because I felt so guilty, which is a me issue. But I just because I couldn't do anything, and I like wanted them not to forget me. So then you're like, oh, like I'm sorry, whatever. And now I have my people, like I have my tribe, I have my friends. And like, I'll be like, we're planning to do something. And if I'm having a bad day, I'm just like, mm, I'm sorry, like, I'm not going to come. And they say, please don't like, don't apologize. I'm not the person you, yeah. like, you, ne you never, one of my friends said to me recently, you never That's have to apologize to me for not wanting to go do something. If you want to sit on your couch and watch How a movie, I would do that with How you any day. Like, that's what is. we like. My, my dream night is sitting on the couch. No, no. We got to start with the meal. You have some really good dinner and then you make baked oats for dessert and you sit on the couch. You maybe get a little high and you watch just like something. Like I'm a comfort girl. I like to watch the same thing. Pick a movie. What do you watch? Perfect night. What's the, what's the movie? We're going to start with 10 things I hate about you because that's my um, love. We're going to start with as if there's multiple events. Like we're going to watch a couple. You can't just mm. like one. All right, we're starting with 10 things I hate about you. Great starting point, by the way. Shout out, Heath Ledger kills it. If I don't get proposed to to the scene when he is strutting down the bleachers singing, I love you, baby. Like. It's quite all right. It's the best thing that's like, and I want to do the paintball scene in my life. It's my favorite movie. So we're starting with my favorite. Then we're going to go into a TV show. Oh. And so the TV show is going to depend on the mood that we are feeling, but it might be One Tree Hill because that's also my favorite TV show. 
it might be we're going funny and we might go Ted Lasso. We might go like Dairy Girls. I love Dairy Girls. We might go into Avengers or Harry Potter because I I like them all. Is that after the TV shows? So you do you do a couple of episodes of a TV show and then like Avengers or Harry Potter? Yeah, I feel like that's a great night. All about it. Yeah, all about it. But I feel like I got to throw a musical in there too. So there's probably a musical being thrown in. Probably. So. I was waiting for it. But, or uh, you know what I actually end up doing? I go to YouTube and I just YouTube the like, so Mamma Mia, you can go on YouTube and just pull up all of the songs, like the videos. Oh, yeah. Oh, and good to go. Just put them on. Or if you're going to, if you're going to do it, do it. Like put on the Mamma Mia movie with the sing along long version you know because that's what you should be doing if you watch mama mia without the sing-along i judge you and then and then maybe get up off the couch and dance when you need to just when you feel like it if you need to dance don't you know don't apologize for dancing it's just what we're doing we're singing because what's the you have you have to you have to perform you got to leave it all on the floor on the couch wherever you're at all the time people are like sorry for being dramatic no i love drama and i love dramatization be dramatic done sold i should have been in theater is my biggest regret but you know we'll get there eventually no i have big theater kid energy but i was too sick to be in theater so i couldn't be in theater (laughs) and way to bring it back down so i'm gonna see myself like yeah i was too sick oh i'm I'm sorry i'm a piece of shit i fuck (laughs) <laughs> would you have been that um I actually to... think I probably would have yeah I did when I was in middle school I was in the theater um stuff like there were stupid little middle school plays um at one of them I was a wall and I stood there like this plays? hmm I would say stupid little middle school plays I'm sure it was really meaningful at the time I was a wall so I appreciate you <laughs> I was a wall <laughs> sometimes you're a wall Look, sometimes you're a wall and it's just But nice I was a wall a- that they could see through and connected. <laughs> it was, was really important. Lines? Did you have no lines? You were just a I wall. I think I didn't have any lines in that one. Oh. There was one when I did have lines yeah. and I essentially was like Hannah Montana. And I walked say. out, I walked out and you know, in the Hannah Montana movie, she goes, hello, New York. That's what I did. How'd you go? Oh, it was great. Standing ovation. Standing ovation. Yeah. No tomatoes, only roses. Only roses. Good. Fabulous. Good. I know. So I would have been, but alas, I'm here. But you know, I am a, I perform every day. If you're friends with me on Snapchat, I perform for you every day. That's what we do. Just existing. Just Ex- exist- my existence happens to look like a performance. And that's okay with me. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not not trying to give a performance. I'm just trying to exist. Just existing. But my existence should earn an Emmy, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm, I'm not saying I'm Viola Davis, but, you know. We've never been seen in the same room together at the same time. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you bring up Hannah Montana, you're like, yeah. So I might be Viola Davis. Uh, I don't want to. Shout out Viola Davis. Good fucking God. She, that... In that, did you watch How to Get Away with Murder? Yeah, I did. I didn't have seen the whole thing, but yeah, no, she's excellent. The, she's fine. The way they portrayed 
like emotions on that show is so good Ooh. so good mm -hmm. except for the alcoholism using that as a crutch for mental health not recommended it's real no it's not real. yeah don't recommend that but like, it's real it happens yep it's, real. it's honest Fucking, oh, Viola Davis god any egot like people like an egot is fucking insane to get four of the oh my god like to you have to be an artist to get an ego like that's the idea i think like you are just an artist i'll go for the emmy and the oscar you go for the grammy and the tony and we and we'll, yeah so we'll, we'll team up we'll just both change our name to the same thing and so technically we get <laughs> i'm all about it i'm all about Done. it we can do that so wait what were you got emmy and the Grammy. Oscar, and you go for Oscar. the Grammy and the Tony because you're more musically inclined than me. You can actually carry a tune. That's also what probably why I wouldn't have made it in theater is because I sounded like a dying cat. <laughs> you could have played a dying cat. I mean, this, we can find a way. I could have been in the Cats movie. It was essentially dying. <laughs> <laughs> in the Cats movie, like in the hospital bed, like this is I've got a role for you. It's perfect. Sold. So yeah, oh my god, you were, you were great in ca cats, you know. Like I, I almost believe that's what you sounded like. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. It was great. I did it on purpose. <laughs> that's the dream. The dream. The dream. I feel like we've just talked about uh movies, but that's what my life is essentially, and that's also because like favorite actor or actress or I mean, you're Mount Rushmore of. of actors and actresses hmm okay viola davis is going to be on there for sure because i just i think she is the best like there's nothing that she cannot do um this is hard i feel like denzel is going to be up there for me as well also you have to make list. if you make a list of the greatest of all time you have to put denzel washington yeah like there's just no question about it. I don't know. I know it's, I'm like, there's too many options that I'm like, and I also, okay. Meryl Streep, I feel like it's just cliche to say, but she is fabulous. Yes, there's a reason. I mean, you, there is no other person living or dead that could have played, uh, Oh my God. Donna Sheridan. Yeah. I'm so sorry to mess up that name. Yes. There is no person living or dead. I believe that could have played that role better. I mean, fuck me. That movie is fantastic. Shout out Anne Hathaway, by the way. Love you, Anne Hathaway. Maybe Anne Hathaway. No, Anne Hathaway. I guess she's so good though. What? Well, sorry. We're going. Ellen Enchanted, iconic film, and Anne Hathaway deserves more credits for that film because she got it got overshadowed by Princess Diaries, which is also fabulous. And my oh. intro for this was going to quote Princess Diaries instead of what I said earlier. But it's never too late. I didn't, but it's okay. Um, okay, so we have Viola Davis, Denzel Washington, Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks. What the fuck, Cassidy? Tom Hanks. Sure. For yeah. sure. Done. Done. Right Done deal. Great rush. Great Rushmore. What's yours? About it. Oh, I take Meryl Streep and uh, and Denzel Washington as well. Um, 
I think Mill, uh, I think Mill Street is phenomenal. I, I watched Sophie's Choice for the first time the other day. I hadn't recovered. Um, nope. That's a rough one. I had to do that in school. So I had to watch. Oh, and you not do that. You shouldn't watch that in school. It's too much. Like, well, maybe that's why you should watch it. Um, oh my God. Like, that's one of those roles where I like, I, like I watched, I mean, that the scene, the, the choice scene, like, fucking hell i was watching that and i was i was all i could think was like i don't know how you recover from that like i actually don't know how you perform that yeah like, because you watch she's like she's not acting here and that's the point like that's why she's the best she's actually existing in that yep and yeah I, I just can't imagine how you recover from how like how long it would take you to recover from actually putting your brain in that I state think... yeah um washington one of the greatest of all time uh he's just so broad like he's so oh my god i could talk for hours about denzel washington and he's a great dude like he's a he's fucking awesome. wonderful family man speaks excellently just has does not has never turned in a bad performance um it's great in fences like phenomenal on the the, the stage show fences as well yeah those, um i take daniel day lewis another cliche but uh not cliche daniel day lewis no, I do think he's the best. Um, I do think he's the best. And I want Robin Williams as well. You didn't say we could choose dead people. <laughs> I haven't come to terms with it yet. That's a, that's a devastating loss for the, for the world, I think. Um, Mental health. <laughs> sadly, yeah. He, uh, yeah, no, he... Uh, I watched August Rush uh, again the other night. I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. That movie um, is so good. He freaked me out in that movie, though. But that movie is... That's what I'm saying. I, I forgot he was scary. Uh, yeah, he's I forgot scary. He, then I forgot he was scary. I mean, Leon Thomas III as well is in it. Um, he plays Andre on Victoria's, probably where he's most well-known now. And now Leon Thomas III is a producer. He pro produced some of Drake's songs. Um, he's a legitimate, like, fucking world-class producer. And he's the <laughs> man... And he's an like incredibly talented artist. Um, yeah, he's in it. Yeah, that oh, that movie's there. Yeah, that movie's perfect. But yeah, no, Robin Robin Williams. Um, I think is yeah. I mean, Dead Poets Society and, and Good Will Hunting are amongst my favorite movies of all time. Yep. Uh, I recently introduced like, my nephew to Night at the Museum. Gorgeous. With yeah, him. gorgeous. He's just fabulous. Yeah, he's he is fabulous. I. Dead Poets Society is another one that, like, I think is would be really hard to play. Yep. Um, it would be insanely difficult to act, and I, I think he just knocked it out of the park. I think something that people, like, you were talking about with the Sophie's Choice thing with actors. I listened to um, a podcast about my favorite TV show, One Tree Hill, and they, like, just, they rewatch the podcast and talk about it. And they talk about how hard it is like doing emotional scenes and stuff because you're doing them for hours. Like you have to sit there because you have to take so many takes and how like your body doesn't, your body can't realize that you're faking it because you are actually, you have to create those emotions in order for it to look real. So you are putting yourself through these things and like getting out of it, which I think about, like we talked about Heath Ledger, like put you, you, your body is going through those things. And if you don't have the right tools and things in place to like, bring your nervous system back down yeah you have to have someone watching you like yeah you have to have someone actually like if you're going to do that part uh you need to have someone like watching you to make sure that you like actually do come out of it support support system it's terrifying no i, I can't even imagine those 
some of those fucking performances that I was like, oh God, God. Daniel Day-Lewis was Lincoln for like two years. Became yeah. Lincoln to the point where like, apparently he, he said he was having dreams where he was Lincoln. Like he, he believed himself for a while was Lincoln. Like, What about Austin Butler being Elvis with the voice change? Crazy, yeah. That was a he. That he turned in a great performance. Did a um, really great job, but that was so strange. Like he, he turned did... in a great performance. Yeah, I mean, I like the voice. Fucking people are like, ah, go back to your normal voice. It's like that might it be was, his voice for it. It was pretty sexy. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. He's great. Uh, it was a good performance. It was a really, really good performance. Great like, performance. Yeah, I don't know about that. Now I want to watch Elvis, but it's too long. sidetracked again um we were talking there's about no there's no such thing as sidetrack because we're just going with it i got it we're just having a conversation we're having a conversation love it's going lovely having a conversation it's no topic it's not i can't do accents that's my my biggest thing is i can't do accents can you try an american accent no I, I i won't even dare out of fear of what it might become i can't do a New Zealand accent, so we'll settle that. I can. I've been breaking out my uh, my Scots. I forgot, fucked it up. My Scottish Irish accent a little bit then. Irish, yeah. Well, Irish. You fully American, or are you Scottish? Are you Irish? I'm just plain old boring American. Oh, boring. She's wanted... so intelligent, American. <laughs> I was really upset when I was a kid when I found out I was an Italian. Because my family eats a lot of Italian food. So I just assumed that whatever you eat means that that's what you are. And then I found out I wasn't Italian and I was actually very upset. Wow, what you're that's really cute. You are what you are. You're like, we have pasta a lot. Are we Italian? No. no <laughs> I'm not kidding. That was a question I asked. <laughs> I said, we eat spaghetti a lot. Does that mean we're Italian? They were like, I think in school I wrote I was Italian. My mom like got my homework and was like, oh, we're, not, we're not Italian. That's so cute. <laughs> I was upset. It's fine. I'm gonna get over it someday. <laughs> I haven't got. I uh, yeah. You're still putting it in like the the census. Like, I'm, I'm church, so no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. That's all I eat. But I'm not. Never even been to Italy. God damn. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'll get there one day. <laughs> that was gonna be. That was gonna be one of my study abroads in college. But no, alas. Too sick. I'll go away. What? You you were too sick. I was too sick. Couldn't be in theater. Couldn't go to Italy. There's plenty of time. There's plenty of time. Hopping on a plane tomorrow. I'm out. Wouldn't that be nice? It would be lovely. I um read a lot because I uh used it as my escapism to get out of this my mind scary place up there sometimes um it's like really scary it's a shame that you'd like can't leave it you know it really it really is because even when you sleep you're still in it and that's when it gets worse <laughs> you go on vacation you're like i thought i'd be different but i'm the same person just in a different location different location so when you read or you watch movies and like i am if I could just do a podcast where I just talk about movies and TV shows and books and music, dream, dream come true. Because I am the most like versed in those things because 
that's all I did with my life. And that's what I like to still do. But because you then are somebody else and you can escape into their mind and their struggles and things. And no matter what struggles they're going through, it always ends for them. Your struggles don't end. Is a book's your favorite form of, of media? I'm, I'm a big book girly. I read like when I was in college, which is so crazy to me that it was when I was in college, I would read at least probably five books a week. A week? Mm-hmm. It's, a lot of, it's a lot of books. A lot of How books. Many, what kind of books are these? They're not like Zach Power. They're like, like page. pause, I'll grab it. Please, pause. Nice artwork. Like these ones. Gorgeous. How lovely. I'm plugging this as my sister's new book. That's your sister's book? It's her new one. Yeah. It was the first one on my shelf. Can I buy it somehow? Yeah, it's on Amazon. I'll send you the links. They're really great. But uh, I just, I have a, I have the Kindle app. And so I would just read and I read very fast. But yeah, books are my favorite because you can, there's a quote that's like, I have lived a thousand lives. I have loved a thousand loves. I have been a thousand places because I read. Perfect. That's me. I'm getting a book tattoo for my next tattoo. What are you getting? I'm going to do, I think on the back of my arm, like a fine line book that's open. And I want it to be like flowers and things coming out of it. And I think I want the flowers like, you know, um, like wishing flowers. Like the little, I don't know if you guys have those. <laughs> but like no, the little, the little, they're these little white flowers. They're actually weeds, but you, when you're a kid, you grab them and you, people are like, you, you can make a wish, and you close your eyes and you make a wish and you blow on them, and then they fly away. And oh, yeah, dandelions. Yeah, I think they're dandelions. Wishing flowers is wholesome. I like wishing flowers. Yeah. Um, Wait, yes. So I want it to be a book that's open and I want wishing flowers coming out of them and trailing up my arm because every time you read a book, it's like you're making like, it's like a wish kind of and you're just like, oh, this is so great. Yeah. That's beautiful. When are you getting it done? Beats the fuck out of me. <laughs> Will that be your first tattoo? No, I have six. So I love, I love, you know, the exact number. Oh yeah. I count because my siblings and I have a challenge. Like I'm not a numbers girly, but I have exactly six. I have six tattoos. I have, um, this counts as one, but these are aunts, um, for my niece and nephew. Um, because I'm their aunt. And then I have one on my Oh, Oh, that's really cute. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All of my tattoos have a like sentimental value meaning so i will also get a disney tattoo at one point and i'm not ashamed about it um paint with all the colors of the wind pocahontas nice yeah i love it gorgeous it's perfect it's a good story it's a good story it's a fake story but it's a great story sure that again would you say it's a i said it's a fake story but it's a great story some of the best stories are fake stories. And nothing's really fake. Like you, there's no real fake story. Like there's some There's some truth to everything. Well, usually. Taylor Swift usually. claimed that folklore was just stories that she came up with, but it was like, girly, everyone knows you're talking about your actual life. 100%. Okay, wait. Favorite uh where since we did your Mount Rushmore of uh 
actors. Mount Rushmore's of singers and or bands. Go. That's really tough. I'll do mine. So like, because I have a separate list for like the things that I think are the greatest of all time. So like an example of that would be like my favorite rapper is J. Cole. Yes. But I think the greatest rapper of all time is Jay-Z. That's that's a that's Interesting. a, that's so, a hot like, take. Yeah, my but like my favorite, I would I'd be so willing to defend that Jay-Z is the greatest of all time. But but and another example is like the greatest boxer of all time is Muhammad Ali. Yes. But my favorite boxer of all time is probably Terrence Bud Crawford at the moment. Um, I really thought you were gonna say Rocky Balboa. No. No, no, no. Or like, or like, maybe like Jack Dempsey, just someone, or, or uh, Roberto, Roberto Duran. Duran. Like, I, I, there is a difference between, like, yeah. I'm, when I'm saying my favorite, I don't mean that I believe that they are the best ever. That being said, favorite bands, artists, and or, ooh, I'm going to go J. Cole. I'm a massive hip hop guy. J. Cole, I think he's a phenomenal, phenomenal artist. Uh, this is so hard. Can I pull up my? Uh, can I pull up my? I'm gonna pull up my Spotify. Here. What if I just said no? You can say no. You're allowed to say no. You Would can... you like to say no? No, you can do whatever you I'm want. Allowed... All right. All right. I'm just checking. I don't need to pull up Spotify. I have it in my head. That's another thing about me is. I constantly have a radio playing in my head at all times. Like go to sleep, singing a song, wake up, singing a different song all throughout the day, singing songs. I like to, when I get on calls with coworkers, I tell them, I'm like, I'm so sorry. This is a song that stuck in my head. So if you hear me, like while you're talking, start singing it. Just know I'm listening to you. My brain is just, my radio is going on. All about it. <laughs> I'm hesitant to say Taylor Swift, but like she's probably in there. Um like she's fucking exceptional i agree i think taylor swift i don't think taylor swift is the best singer by any means but i think her lyricism oh she's, she's a like if she life. wrote a book it would be so so good because her songs and her albums are essentially books i'll have taylor swift um i'll also go tyler the creator um taylor swift's special to me at the moment as well because like a lot of my followers are Taylor Swift, um, girlies I, and fans, and like. I was gonna say you have a Taylor, multiple Taylor Swifts follow you. Yeah, <laughs> but like a lot of my feeds Taylor Swift because I've been like getting really into it. Like I, I was late to Taylor Swift. Like I think I listened to her discography for the first time like two years ago. Same. Um, and uh, really liked it. It came about because I, I was talking to a friend, and we were talking about like the canon of uh, of music genres. And I was like, I haven't really listened to Taylor Swift. And he was like, if you're going to look at pop and then like like feminist pop, even like as a genre, Taylor Swift has to be studied because she's 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 the biggest. Like she's fucking enormous. And she's a phenomenal storyteller. So I went through and like listened to her discography. And I was like, oh yeah, there's a reason she's massive. It's because she's phenomenal. Like, yep. like her debut album's fucking great. It's really, really good. Yeah, no, she, and yeah, exceptional storyteller. Sorry, Taylor Swift. Um, Tyler the Creator. Tyler the Creator gave me my bravado. He, uh, he, he's he's one of the main reasons. Him and Gerard Carmichael, who's a who's a stand up comedian. He's one of the main reasons I actually started stand up for the first time. 
Uh, I was listening to Tyler, the creator, talk about like being unapologetic about the fact that he's good at music and being like, look, I'm good at this and this is what mm -hmm. I do. Like, I'm just going to do this and I'm going to release it. And if you love it, thanks. But I know I'm good. So like, this is what I'm, I'm going to do, which made me, gave me a bit of, a bit of confidence. Um, and then finally, I should probably take a band in here. I'll go maybe Foo Fighters. Solid choice. Can't go wrong. I love the Foo Fighters. Is that right? Yeah, who do I want? J. Cole, Heart of the Creator, Foo Fighters, Taylor Swift. That's 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 gonna change daily. Yeah. That will change daily. Been loving the Beatles recently. I'm a big so I was raised by great parents that had like great music and they um are also DJs and own a DJ company. So my tastes for music go all over the place and like to the like I love like jazz and the 40s when I'm reading in my house I play um it's like called like sad soul mix on Spotify and it's just like Roberta Flack and all these oldies but goodies and like Etta James and I love it and then I'm a huge uh I think the 80s is the best decade of music the music that came out of the 80s it might be Stunning, fabulous. No notes, really. I, I want the roots as well in my. I, there's too many. I want the roots in my Mount Rushmore. Damn it! Yeah, I need. I need. I need the roots. Probably should have Eddie James. Whitney Houston definitely has. To Whitney be Houston, top. If we're going the greatest of all time, Whitney. Yeah, Whitney. Whitney Houston might. Yeah, she might be the best ever. Beyonce has to be in there though. Jay Z has to be in there. Like. Uh, now, yeah, ah, there's two. It there's just opens five. up a can of worms and you just keep going down the rabbit hole. It's far, far, far too many. Sorry, yours. Oh, no. I... So, Whitney, he's, are, do we, are we doing Alive or Dead? Because you changed the rules on me for actors. So, I think we're going to have to... Whitney Houston, it has to be up there. Greatest voice of all time. Nobody's going to top it. Um, I think... See, my family, we do this all the time, but there's a difference for me with like performers mm. versus like singers. But I'm mm. going to say Bruno Mars is up there for both. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I've do you like Silk Sonic? I, yeah. I've seen Bruno Mars in concert twice. If I could no have way. paid to see him again, I would, but they're too fucking expensive. But it's just so good because it's a whole product. Like I'm a huge fan of, like actual music so like when they're actual musicians so I just saw Ed Sheeran last month and so so good and so cool because he's literally just actually playing live the entire time like there is no track playing in the background it is him and his guitar and the piano and that is it and it is so right. cool and that's what like music is supposed to be it's actual music but uh I got Whitney but you listen to Snarky Puppy? It's a jazz band. No. Send it to Send me. I will. Yeah. yeah. That, like, uh, that's another one of those ones that, like, you cannot believe that people are creating music like this. It's I love it. Fucking I also, like, like, music is so cool. Awesome. It makes you feel so many different things, and there's so many different just vibes from it. Like, right now, I've been really into, it's called Stomp and Holler on spotify but it's like noah khan the lumineers who's your 
Yeah. Yeah. No, that's brilliant. Do you play? No, that's my one flaw. The only flaw Holy I have. Shit. I have a guitar behind me. I don't know how to play it. And I, uh, I, well, the issue is I can't, I tried to tune it myself. I watched a video on TikTok. It's so bad. There are tuners online. You can just go like online guitar tuner. I have one. I have like an actual tuner and it still sounds so bad. So I got this, my dad got me this guitar when I was, I think in middle school. It's like really, hold on. I'll get it for you because it's beautiful. But I took lessons for about a month and I found out that I wasn't going to be able to play Barracuda by heart. And I said, well, what's the point of me learning how to play this instrument if I can't play Barracuda? You mean the... So I think rock is my favorite genre of music for sure. I'm a huge, like... I love Zeppelin and Queen. Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd, yes. Yeah. Greta Van Fleet, have you been loving? Oh, that's okay, pretty. someone just introduced me to Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, I really do like. Yeah, they're brilliant. The new yeah. album's great. That's okay. a pretty guitar. Isn't it beautiful? I taught myself <laughs> how to play the piano, but I'm nice. like I'm a huge music fan, not musically inclined at all. Can't sing. I uh used to not be able to dance but now i can dance a little i think good you have to be able to dance yeah it's just like yeah. i mean i'm that's all you got you gotta be able to move your hips like that's just the number one see and i wasn't able to i used to not be able to dance and i think i figured it out it was because i uh was so i had so much arthritis because that's what Lyme disease gives you. <laughs> I literally don't think you're, I... dancing. you're not dancing. I, I can't. Like, I'm They're sore. trying to move. <laughs> now oh. I can. Someone's like, who's playing the shakers in the background? It's just my joints. It's just my hip joints. It's I'm just trying. Joints. They snap, they crackle, they pop. Hell yeah. Yeah, but now they're good. Throw down, throw down in the back. You're like, it's just Cassidy. Shakers <laughs> <laughs> them up. Like... <laughs> All about it. Yeah. Oh, I had <laughs> when you uh drop down into a squat and your knees just go yeah yeah absolutely yeah i've got terrible i've sat down already i've got terrible joints yeah it's they're, not, they're no good for anyone being old sucks but we're not old you're not allowed to say that at 25 you're just not allowed man oh <laughs> oh my glory days i remember when i could you're run me. <laughs> like, you're 25 <laughs> That is something I feel like I was, uh, like, like I said, like I missed out on a lot of the fun stuff. Like I didn't get to go away to college and have like the, like, you know, what you see in the movies, like. The- this is fun stuff though, what you're doing now. But that's what I'm talking about. But, but like now I'm getting to do, but it's like what on my terms and what I want to be kind of doing. And it's so much better. Hell yeah, it is. It's just great. Hell yeah. I'm so excited to be 30. My friends are like, oh my God, we're getting, don't say talk about how old we are. And I'm like, bring it on, please. 30 sounds nice. 30, 40 sounds good. Yeah. 50, pretty sexy number. Yeah, 60. I think 60 sounds fabulous. Like, give me some right here. What about about it? It's going to be so good. Rock right here. We're good to go. Rocking it. At that point, we'll see. 
we'll see. I'll rock. I'll rock a bald. Like we're good to go. Bald, it's fine. Yeah. It's great. Wigs, we're good. Wigs are a thing. Yeah, they're great. A little salt and pepper, bald head. You can just paint it depending on your mood, like a mood ring, but a, a head. I'd love to wear a wig. I'd fucking love to wear a proper wig for like an event. Fuck, that'd be fan. That'd be fantastic. Did you do? You, uh, did your TikTok get bombarded with the uh, Harry Styles wearing a wig last year? No, I didn't have TikTok last year. I've only had TikTok for five and a half or six months now. Oh my god! Shut up! Really? Yeah. That's so incredible. Yeah. You just did the damn thing. Angela Bassett did the damn thing. Oliver Mills did the damn thing. No, do not put me in the same sentence as Angela Bassett. I have not earned it. Uh, yeah, I didn't have any social media um, till six months ago. I didn't have. When I was going through my first like bout of depression at sixteen, I did like I I, re I thought that it was all like what you were saying before, like because I wasn't going to the parties, I wasn't in photos, I wasn't in people's Instagrams, I didn't exist online, and so I thought like. I am online and people can see that I am on Instagram, but I'm not, I'm not like, I have nothing to show. I have nothing to share. Fuck this. I'll delete it. Like I, you know, I'll run my own path and, you know, just cause then it doesn't look so bad. Um, and I just never got it back. For, That's... For ages. I've dabbled with it here, here and there. I've dabbled with social media, but I, I never stuck to it full like properly. Yeah. Um, and then six months ago, yeah, we started posting stuff on, like I was on TikTok for a month and a half before I made an Instagram. Like I think I had a hundred thousand followers on TikTok, and I was like, "Fuck, I should probably make an Instagram now." That's um, so good. That's like you're blowing my mind right now. That's so fascinating. That's good job. Like that's just really fucking cool. I admire people so much who get off of social media. My one really good friend, she um deleted her Instagram a while ago, and I'm like, I know I have such a codependency on social media which is bad but like particularly TikTok I'm a TikTok stan because personally I like that it's curated just for me and that mine is different from everyone else's and I only see the things that matter to me and it's fabulous and I yeah it's, it's it's fast food like it is it is fast pace it's you know it's like it's lots it's very Moorish um but it's good like it can be good in small doses and I, I think mean, like I said, this brain, it gets a little scary at times. And uh, it's nice to just zone out for, I set timers for myself though. I only allow myself to watch it for, I watch TikTok for 30 minutes at nighttime for, before I go to bed. It's my wind down time. It's nice. It's a good idea. It's fabulous. It's good and get a little dopamine hit from your social media and then be like, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. We take dopamine where we can get it. <laughs> Literally. What are you boys off to? Oh, mate, sorry. I just need to say goodbye to, to my flatmate. Do you mind if I put it in the podcast? Yeah. You don't want to be. This is Ryan. G'day, guys. Um, hey. This is Bryn. They have a, oh, they have, <laughs> they have hey. a social media account. Kind of a big deal. This is Cassidy. G'day, hey, Cassidy. Cassidy. Uh, What's up, guys? We're just heading to the airport. Going to Sydney. She's got oh, a girlfriend in Sydney. Sydney. That's so cute. Love that for you. Thank you. This is my friend with a girlfriend in Sydney. Loves her. Not him. Me. Sorry. <laughs> no, not a girlfriend, girlfriend in Auckland. Auckland. Yeah. yeah. Love it. His girlfriend's flying all over. All over the place. All right. Mate. All right. Okay. Have fun time. Okay. Yeah. I'm dropping him off. <laughs> you guys are so cute. I'll see you later. Hey, okay, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Travel safe. Bye. Love you. Love Fly you. Fly safe. Bye.
That's so cute. We're very wholesome. We are very wholesome. You guys are. We love Team masculinity. We love it. Like, you yeah. know, hug your friends. Hug your friends. Hug your friends. Hug I'm not just saying that because physical touch is my love language, but hug your friends. See, I am. I'm, physical touch is my love language, and that's why I say hug your friends. Hug okay, me. If you're admitting it, I'll admit it. Hug me, please. Hug me all the time. Just if you me. could just all yeah. the time. Hold me. For, yeah. When I say hug me, I mean hold me. For, I mean just like, like, don't just like and then leave. Like, I want four or five seconds. Upwards of eight seconds is like a. An eight second plus hug? Yeah. Done. Day that's made. Different. Day. Yeah, that's better. Healing. It's it really it like people the human body like people need touch. And I also think that is like the depression cycle is such a cycle, also because you isolate yourself, but then like humans need human interaction. Like you need to talk to someone, but you also need like the touch aspect of it. Like oh, just yeah. hold my hand. That's all I like. If you don't want to hug me, hold me. I make all my like. I hold friends with all of my friends. Oh, hug me, hold my hand. I love that. Just touch me, please. Just, please. just touch me. All you can the literally time. put your hand on my shoulder and it will alleviate so much stress. I love that. All about it. All about it. Yeah. I was anxious and then I was touched. Oh, no, sorry. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Don't be. And this is where it takes a turn. Anyway. <laughs> but. It is so good. I just, I'm still on the touch thing. Yep. <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> you got hugs and I'm like, oh, Sorry, I forgot you were there for a second. I, uh... Sometimes you just like touch your own shoulder. Like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. I sleep like holding myself and that's. Someone has. But I'm also like, my thing is if I'm sleeping with someone, I like. I'm a cuddler, but then I don't actually sleep, which yep. isn't useful. But what like, I feel great. I'm being cuddled, but I don't like. I cannot sleep because I'm once this, again like this is enough for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like this is fine. I'll just lay here with my eyes open all night long. But uh, mm. I'm I once again. I love sleep. I'm bad at it. Mm. So Funny that, huh? doesn't Funny work. That doesn't work for me it makes sense never have no literally my entire life never have i been i we're gonna get personal with each other i don't tell a lot of people this and now it's gonna be out there i slept in my parents room until i was 10 um that's actually like a lot of people know that about me but uh (laughs) i had night terrors as a kid and i like i think this brain has been She's been a little bit. So I actually think that I was born with um, Lyme disease and um, and that this is my theory. And I think my mom gave it to me. I think my mom has it. I think my grandmother had it. And I think my grandmother gave it to my mom. That's my sure. running theory. There's no scientific way to prove that, but that's what I'm going with. Cause I always just had weird things as a kid and like the night terrors aspect of it all. Like, just like, how the fuck does that happen? But I would just like wake up screaming. And I would like sprint down the hall, oh. run and jump in my parents' bed. And I literally slept there until I was 10. Yeah. And uh, which is also why I think I like physical touch because I was cocooned by, yeah, a little safe, little safety net. But um, then I got sick 
when I was in high school and I just had insomnia. I had pain insomnia. So I was exhausted, but too in too much pain to get comfortable to sleep because just like my entire body hurt. And so then I would just like lay there and then I would watch TV because what else are you going to do? And uh, I've watched so many full series. It's really bad. That was my go to sleep thing. What was it? What show? David Attenborough, uh, the Africa series. That was my that was my go to sleep. Your go to sleep series. Yeah. One episode, Cape, I think it was, and I like I memorized all of the all of the different animal scenes, and it was like you know if I got to the if I got to the 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 salmon fish, which is like 10, 15, 20 minutes in, I'd be like, okay, it's a bad sleeping night. But like usually, I'm out by the butterflies. It was great. Oh my god, that's so good. I um just watched new shows which is probably why I also didn't sleep because like I'd be watching Gossip Girl and I was like oh I need to see what happens next (laughs) (laughs) you're like waiting like wait what I love that so that was like not helpful but um then it just got worse and worse and now here we are now I sleep so then I became dependent on the marijuana to put me to sleep I was dependent on melatonin and marijuana to put me to sleep and now I don't take either sometimes I take like a gummy if I like really can't sleep but um because then I found that like then I would wake up groggy and I'm just I'm what um people call granola and I just like (laughs) I'm a little granola-y I don't know what that means you don't have that term uh it basically just means I do like all natural things so uh Yeah. You're an almond. No, I'm not an almond mom. I'm a body positivity kind of gal. An almond mom means like you're like you're fat. Don't eat that food. I'm not an almond mom. Yeah. Don't call people almond moms. Oh no, sorry. I'm not meaning to call you that at all. (laughs) No. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, no, you're not that. Oh. (laughs) Whoops. You know, I that was my my bad, my lack of knowledge on the on the on slang you need more coffee that's all you need so granola is the you're a granola or a is it a granola just no one? it's just like your granola like your your granola i'm teaching you some lingo yeah it yeah because i do like herbs and teas and i try to like i've like the sun helps you yeah that's just i've gone through the widest spectrum of sh- just mindsets and things and this is where i'm at now love it we're just trying to figure out what works best for us existing this is just an attempt at existence attempt that's the title of this episode an attempt at existence an attempt at existence love that i'm taking it from you it's your bio i I forgot (laughs) i just changed my bio to that i really like it Uh, i like it too i really like it it is what it is it is what it is it is what it is. The worst possible thing of all time happens to you. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Or like, it's for the best. Or like, you'll learn, like, you'll be grateful for this. Bitch, no. Oh, we talked about that yesterday. No. The lessons that... Okay. So like, we have both... I'm speaking on behalf of both of us right here for a second. We both learned so much from our mental health struggles that we have gone through. And like, yeah, 
I might be a little bit of a better person for it. But also these lessons, I didn't have to go through them. <laughs> yeah, I sh- yeah, I wish I didn't have to go through this. But, but you're yeah. doing a kick-ass job. I'd this, yeah, I'd love this wisdom without the pain. That'd be great. That's exactly it. The wisdom without the pain would be fabulous. Like, I like who I am. I like where I'm at. And yeah. I wouldn't, I know for a fact that like, I would not be here and I would not be the kind of person I am if I hadn't gone through all this shit. So I am grateful for that aspect. But if I didn't have to deal with a lot of the bullshit, mm. would have been great. Yeah, <laughs> just a little less life would have been lovely with the same outcome. Would have been great. Would have been great. But you know what? It happened to us for a reason. That's what it is. <laughs> Oh, it hurts all the time. Hurts all the time. All the time. It really does. But uh yikes. I like I feel like we're too funny to get deep and dark with it, but uh it does hurt sometimes. Yeah, it's really painful. It's really, really painful. It is. Uh fucking sometimes like it re oh yeah i can't i can't i can't i've I've been struggling to find the words for like uh so i've been using other people's but like the words for the pain of depression because it's the worst thing i've ever experienced and it's hard to like the worst thing the worst thing to happen to someone is the worst thing to happen to someone but it's hard to put in terms like the worst thing that happens to you but it's like it's just the most fucking painful thing i've ever gone through like i wouldn't the whole like oh, I had a I had a joke about this for a while where it's like I wouldn't wish this on my worst I couldn't figure it out but I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy and then I was like no this is so painful I'd give this to my best friend just to, just to be rid of it for a for, for an hour like Damn. If, I, if I could be rid of this for I never figured out how to make the joke work but I, I always thought it was good it's that sore like I would I would give this to the person I love most, most. in the world yep just be rid of it for an hour that if we was, could trade that it you know in Harry That's Potter right. when uh they have the Horcrux, yeah, and they like have to trade it back and forth. If it could just have been a little bit like that, so that someone else is able to carry it for a little bit. Please carry my burden. Please carry my burden because it is. I need a Samwise Gamgee. Like I just am desperate for a Samwise Gamgee to carry my burden. Yeah, it's just, it's rough, and mm. having I think the biggest thing for me was when I found support and like people didn't really talk about it and that's why I like do talk about it I think and like it's so normalized for like people that know me and my friends and stuff and I'm not afraid to talk about it and I've had so many people that have talked to me and been like I felt this way but I never knew like how to talk about it and you've kind of given me the vocabulary and I think that's so important and like with your videos they're so great because like showing people it's okay fucking crying on uh, camera yeah. for the world to see it's been it's been so like so i don't freak out much about those videos because it's like the same way i'm like screaming singing laughing in the car i think about the crying like this is just the human experience i get really anxious and really nervous when i post videos mentioning depression just because that's like the most i don't know i don't really know why but it's like that's the most vulnerable thing i do um and so like once i after i posted one of those videos i've only done like 
four or five or six. Mm-hmm. Once, every time I posted one of those videos, I'm out for like for the rest of the day at least. Like I'm done. Um, and I'll just sit there and like just be full of anxiety. And it's like it's 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 horrible, it's scary to sit in that, but fucking hell, the messages I get, the comments on those videos are the most wholesome, wonderful. I could not be more grateful. Like I come out and say, like, you know, here's my experience, and then just having people message you and be like, Thank you. Like yep. you like this made me feel seen. I'm in tears reading these, like just yep. absolutely like like if you could just like one I get one message that that is just like this helps me. And I'm like, yep. I couldn't imagine doing anything more profound, anything better. Uh this like all this anxiety that I've carried from posting this video is worth it. It's immediately rendered worth it because this helps someone. Like this helped you saying this helped you and and you know. Fucking hell! I had someone message me the other day and say like, uh, "Your video on on medication or mental health like made me reach out to my GP and That's start you know, like, looking to start medication." Yeah. And I, I fucking I'm bawling my eyes out reading this. Like, that's what an incredible thing. Yeah. To like, help someone do like, and fuck me, what a beautiful thing for like someone to message me that is, like, oh, that's what I think about is like the person sitting there writing. Like, hey, like, you know, because what a vulnerable thing to send to someone that you've never met. That's just, you've seen a video and like, it's resonating for you. Like, I'm I'm so grateful. I've never had a negative in this, uh, experience in the people, because I get stopped every now and then, like walking around. Never had a negative experience with it or interaction. People are so like, thank you so much. We love what you're doing. And I'm like, well, thanks. Like, try not to fucking break down in tears. It's gorgeous. Like, it's a, like, seriously, I could not be, I, I would ramble about this for forever. I could not be more grateful. Go for it. No, I, that's like, I'm not famous in any sort of shape or form, but like, if I get what I always say is oh, like, hold on, I'm not famous. No. People stop you. That means you're famous. You can like accept it, acknowledge it, speak it into existence. Oh, like oh, no. you are. So anywho, um, moving on, <laughs> you'll accept it one day, but, but if I always say like, if, one person listens to this and it helps them that's all that I need because if I had just one person that like talked to me about this stuff that would have helped me and and I get people that message me and that would be like this helped me like I understand like I had a friend who listened and was like I've experienced this and I never knew how to put it into words and you did and like that is what I've gone through and now I know like the actual like term for it it was like medical trauma or something and the other day I started uh TikTok I made, I've made like three so far um, because my therapist told me I had to. And can we talk about that? Have you mentioned that before on the podcast? I think yeah. that's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Cassidy's therapist told her to make TikToks. She's straight up to <laughs> That's the fucking funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm obsessed with that. To like to go into your therapist and be like, here's, you know, here's my problems. Here's X problem I'm having. And then to, for them to be like, have you tried making TikToks? I fucking love that. That's incredible. Hey, what? A, what? A, I'm all about that. I'm obsessed with that. I think that's hilarious. You know, we'll see if she knows what she's talking about. I think she does, but I don't know. But I was like super. Oh God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was super anxious about it, which I was like talking to my friend about. It. I was like, I don't know why, because I am so open about everything. Like, there's literally not a topic you could ask me anything, and I will answer you. To an extent, it's probably bad because I probably overshare, but it's just who I, like, I don't, it's just, you don't have to, like, just 
you can ask me anything and I'll tell you. That's just who I am. But especially when it comes to like health issues and things like that, because there's such a stigma in this world that we live in that like there's so many things that are taboo and like just like especially women's health issues are not talked about. And like I have a whole episode on endometriosis, which I was 20, like probably like 20 when I was like first heard about it. And didn't know what it like had never been taught about it. Like our own bodies were not taught about, which I think is fucking insane. Anywho. Um and the guys don't I don't know what the states are like in the education system, but like we didn't we never did I never did a class on periods or 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 a a lecture on or a slide. Like I I didn't see one slideshow about periods until I like I think my first interaction with like period knowledge or like the like the I knew they existed, of course. And I was like, I kind of get it, blood, something like that. Like, I had no idea like the the cycles or anything uh I'm, I'm not going to use the terms I don't know them but until I went with a girlfriend at the time to uh get her IU... IUD yeah I'm, I'm hit I don't I, I don't want to say IED no like, no no it's an IUD I-U-D. an inter intern uterine device inter uterine device yeah, yeah, yeah I went I went with her to get that um oh my god that's such a good boyfriend move I was, and but it was fascinating. It was so good. The nurse was lovely. She like sat us down. She was like, "Do you want to come in?" And I was like, "I mean, yeah." I asked the girlfriend. I was like, "Does that?" And she was like, "Yeah, for sure." Fuck, I'd love to come in. And she like, she basically gave me that. She was like, "You know all this stuff," to my girlfriend, and was like, gave me the lecture. She was like, "Hey, this is this is," a, and I'm sitting there like lapping it up, like, "Yeah, fuck, no why?" And she she's explaining. So this is what the. Yeah. I'm sitting like, this is mental. I'm looking at my girlfriend like, this is what you live with. She was like, yes, this is what your mother lives like. This is what 50% of the people in your life live with. And I was like, this is nuts. Like, fucking, I don't know if you've seen Fleabag. Have you seen Fleabag? No, but it's on my list because I think I will absolutely love it. But I just feel like I have to be in the right mental state for it. Fair enough. The, the Yeah, fair enough. Good luck with it. The first season's completely different. Like, they are, they are stark contrast. It's it's light and day with the first season and second season. Um, but there's this beautiful scene in the second season Uh where she's talking to this uh, woman in business, like this, you know, famed woman in business character. And she's talking about menopause. And uh, like, I'd only ever heard about menopause in like jokes, I think. And like very small sections of media where it's like, ah, I get hot and it sucks and it's horrible and it's, it's awful. It's the worst thing ever. And there's this monologue where she talks about menopause and she's like, it is the most wonderful fucking thing in the world the fuck and then like, i won't i won't quote it about it but like it's it's gorgeous and uh i don't know how i've gotten here talking <laughs> about me but it's fascinating it was it's no but it was it's a beautiful scene like and i and like fuck, if you're not gonna watch the show watch that scene it's it's gorgeous it's, yeah it's, it's gorgeous phenomenal writer oh. uh it's a, exceptional the, the stage show is fantastic as well but um yeah, sorry. How do we get to? Yeah, sorry. No, the but... guys have period education and health, and I was like, that's a big part. I think that we missed out. And I was like, this hap- this is a thing. Like, this is fifty percent of the population go through this. You're, like, you know, women in your life go through this. I should probably know something about this. Like, uh, and yeah, it was fucking hilarious sitting down. I was like twenty, I think, or maybe twenty one, which is late. Like, in this, in this nurse was like pointing at me like giving me this lecture she had, she had like slides and everything i'm like okay 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 all right so oh like <laughs> fascinated yeah, it's good. so i 
it's so funny you brought that up because my last semester of college ever, I was in a health communications class and it was my favorite class. I did not think I was going to like it. I was like, this is going to suck. And I was like, oh, I think I meant to do this actually, because I like, this was fascinating, but my group's project was on um, menstrual health hygiene. And mm-hmm. it was me and three guys, my group. And the second I brought that up, all of the guys were like, I thought they were going to push back. They're like, yeah, that's such a great idea. And like, they were so into it too, because they said the same thing you said, like, we weren't taught this and we should be taught this for it. Cause in order for us to be good sons, good brothers, good friends, good partners, we should be able to, we should know these things and be able to support right. our partner in a way that like, we actually understand what they are going through in the best possible way we yeah. can, because there's no way to actually understand it unless you are going through it. But even women we're not taught everything. So I'm 25 and it wasn't until I was 24 last year that I learned that a cycle is four different, like your period is actually four different phases. And we weren't taught that in school. We weren't taught that at all. You're taught your period is 20. You're going to send me on a tangent and I'm so sorry, but your period is 28 days long and you get your period and you bleed for seven days and you ovulate and you can, it's like, they also lie to you about what ovulation is. And then you sit there and I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense because my period was never, ever 28 days. It was like 21 at best. I had a fucked up period situation and I um, also had a hysterectomy last year. So I no longer have them, which is fabulous. Um, but is that like, that's the word. Love that for you. Gorgeous. Love that for me. Thank you. It really is. I went to a, a new gynecologist on Monday and she also said love that for you that's so great she was like you never have to worry about getting pregnant you never have to worry about anything else down there I was like yeah thanks girl you're like therapist new gynecologist like new year new me new year new me it's perfect but it just like blew my mind when I learned that I was like I'm 24 and I did not know this about myself because we're not ever like we are so things are put into such little you can't talk about that like it's so hush hush And like, even when I was sick, I, people ask you how you are and I would just respond, I'm fine. I'm fine. And so that's actually why, like now I like say, like, I don't have, it's like, it's a running joke. Like I don't have emotions. Cass doesn't have emotions and I'm getting better at it. Um, but I like, actually, honestly, like I couldn't name emotion and it's because I like had tricked my body into, I would just say I'm fine and mask what I was actually feeling. Sure. Yeah. And it's just so fucking crazy. Like we should just be able to talk. Like I should be like, Hey, how are you feeling? And I feel like actually my back is fucking killing me. My stomach has been bloating for four days and I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is the worst period of my fucking life. And I just want to curl in a ball and cry. <laughs> fine. Sometimes you're going to do that. Sometimes you Sometimes. do. Yeah, that's fine. If you need to get ice cream, like we'll go get ice cream. Of course. Any day. Cure. The cure. Treat yourself. Always treat yourself. Cure to anything. It's great. My friend was over last night and she uh got her period while she was here and she was like, Can you make me cookies? I was like, Oh, you don't even have to oh. ask. I'm already in the kitchen. Already in the kitchen. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, I love that. That's gorgeous. Oh, that's really cute. That's what we do. That's really that's what we do. That's what we do. Oh, yeah, it is. yeah. This has been great. <laughs> love this this was lovely thanks for having me do you have an outro like how did you because i always i'm always fascinated like how do you end a podcast yeah we do um so everybody Um, 
<laughs> Amazing. Um, this is brilliant. Everybody, uh, thanks for listening so much to <laughs> Oliver and I talk about literally whatever the heck we wanted to. And you know what? Sometimes that's just what you have to do. And now Oliver is going to give us our song of the episode because at the end of every episode, we recommend a song. You can do an album if you want to. You can do whatever the heck you want. I'd like to do an album. I was thinking about this today. I uh, I was thinking about all the fucking, all my favorite albums. I think my favorite album of all time, which is subject to change, but not really, is probably For Your Eyes Only by J. Cole. Okay. That, it's a, I had that, my first car was a Holden Astra um, dealership box that my brother bought for me. Um, it was his car and he gave it to me when I was 16. And uh, it didn't have an ox or anything. And so I only yeah. had uh, CDs. And I fucking loved having CDs. Like, it was a, yep. I, I thought it was a cool way to ingest. Like, I think listening to albums is a great, great yep. experience. And uh, one of the earliest CDs I got was J. Cole's For Your Eyes Only. Um, and I listened to it back to front multiple times a week. Because it was for a while, it was the only CD I had. Um, <laughs> moved on to Jay-Z's 444, which is also a fantastic album. But uh that's yeah i think that's my favorite that might be my favorite album of all time it's absolutely stunning is a there's some like heavy rap songs in there but then there's also like there's a song called folding clothes mm-hmm. where the, the court be like i want to fold clothes for you i want to make you feel good and it's like yeah that's a fucking that's a great line maybe i what, what is it baby i want to do the right things they feel so much better than the wrong things like fucking sick i love that but it's also deep and it's it's heartfelt and a story at the end, uh, the song uh, For Your Eyes Only. It's like an eight minute story. It's exceptional. Like it's just, it's so heartbreaking. It's, it's, it's the story writing is phenomenal. It's a cool story about how he wrote it. It's a, yeah, so yeah, For Your Eyes Only. There we I'll have it. Off. For Your Eyes Only. I'm still hung up on if someone told me that they wanted to do my laundry, I would simply cease to exist. So. <laughs> what I'm about to go do now. That's it. What a great time. Well, I love doing laundry, actually. <laughs> I love that for you. It feels good having it done. Like, there's no, there's few things better than clean sheets. Yeah. Like, I had, like, clean, fresh sheets and an everything shower. You know what I mean by an everything shower? Ah, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And everything shower. I actually, I don't know what an everything shower means for guys. Aren't every shower and everything shower for men? No, I don't think so. No, sometimes you go a bit more in depth. <laughs> you know, like I'll do, I don't wash my hair a lot, but like, you know, like it's a hair wash. Well, I'm not shaving. Uh, no, I am shaving. Just not my legs. And, uh, you know, like it's just everything that needs to be done. And uh-huh. yeah, just like a big, old everything shower when you then end up at the bottom crying. It's, and then you just get up. <laughs> What's an everything shower? It involves a cup of tea, an orange and a panic attack and then a couple of songs like a performance usually full performance if before i get in the shower i have to set up the cue correctly and if my cue is not set if, if something gets fucked up the whole shower is just done for and we have to start again it's good to play albums. just put an album on but sometimes it's like i gotta have so <laughs> when i used to get a period uh i had horrendous pms and um I would just, so like that would be, it was- I don't really understand. So it's before you get your period, um, you're in something called the luteal phase. 
And for some women, you're just like emotions kind of, it has to do a lot with like hormone imbalances and your emotions get just wonky as fuck, which is why women will joke. And it's like, oh, I don't need a period tracker. I just cry at every single thing. And then I know I'm going to get my period. And <laughs> for me, the experience? yeah. So once a month, is it once a month? Yeah. Once a month, you just like, for how long? Three days, two or three days. What? You get your period? Or you cry? No, is the is the is the is, is the PMS a stage? The PMS is like the fight, like the stage rate before your period. So it's normally like it can be like a week or so, like probably like a mine used to be like the week before I get my period. I would just be like, kind of like I just want. It's like the precursor to your period. So it's like I want to eat everything in existence, and I want to yeah. cry, and I want to just do yeah. And so it's quite a, while. a week is quite a while. From yeah, I feel like my experience was not normal, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so my old roommate, like one time we were hanging out with people and Olivia Rodrigo got brought up and she was like, yeah, I can always tell when Cassidy's about to get her period because she just plays sour all the time. And <laughs> like, I started dying. I was like, yeah, that's actually really accurate because that's like all I just wanted to be sad and I wanted to sit with my feelings and I would sit in the bottom of the shower while enough yeah, just- play in the background <laughs> right. and I would just be like, oh, <laughs> It actually is. And it is brutal out here. It All is brutal out here. And that's what you got to do. And then you get out and then you go stay on the couch and the clean sheets and you're good to go. And you're good to go and you just feel better. Hell yeah. so our tips to get through life. Good music, good TV shows, good books, good friends. Oh, I wouldn't dare give a tip to get through life. I'm still trying to figure it out. That's perfect. I'm hesitant to share my ideas. Like it's weird having a like a platform. I don't know what to call it a platform, but like, I'm hesitant to share my ideas because like like ideas are scary. Like you can get taken over by an idea yep. completely. And like once you've spoken an idea, like you have no control over how that's no control. No. <laughs> so I'm a yeah. I'm, still figuring that out like hesitant to be like here's what you should do i, I don't I, I don't i doubt i'll ever be like here's what you should do no 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 better. like i because what the fuck one what's better and two what the fuck do i know yeah well i also think everyone's experience every body is different so something that may work for me doesn't work for the next person and that's okay i can be like hey this kind of helped me it may not like for me so I, every single night, I still have a whole stretching routine that I go through and I meditate every single night. My sister cannot do that. Like that is not something that calms her down. It actually stresses her out more and it just like doesn't work for her. And that's fine. Like that helped me a lot. That's not the tool that's going to help her. Like that's not, every person has their own toolkit. You just have to figure Absolutely. out what goes in your toolkit. And sometimes you got to switch your tools up. Absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. Well, thanks for, uh, joining me again thanks for having me what was the outro what was the do we need to was that the outro that uh, 10 I'm minute a, <laughs> 10 minute outro no i'm gonna do it right now and then i'm just gonna stop the recording so ready love all right okay. boom boom okay once again oliver thank you for being on the podcast thanks for chatting with me please come back and join us and we can talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about and it'll be great if you want to listen to more of the podcast, it goes without saying podcast on Spotify. You can find us at IGWS podcast on Instagram and TikTok. You can find Oliver on TikTok and Instagram. What's your handle? It's Oliver Mills in. 
Oliver Mills and people. You'll want to watch. Come say hello. To sing, dance, have a great time. Peace out. Peace.